today on Radio Italiana. The NFL brings real football to Italy to challenge soccer as a national sport. Coming up on Italian Radio Show. Alla più piano e nessuno sentirà Il nostro amore lo viviamo io e te Nessuno sa la verità Nel cielo che ci guarda da lassù Insieme a te io resterò Amore mio, sempre così Alla più piano e vieni più vicino a me Io sentirei anche tu and welcome to West Coast Italian Radio, bringing you the Italian Radio Show on the ABC News and Talk Radio Network here in sunny Palm Springs on KMET 1490 AM or 98.1 FM. You may be listening to us in other parts of the country because we have many wonderful affiliates all across the United States. And of course, you can always catch our show online by going to WCIR.biz. Just remember the acronym for West Coast Italian Radio. WCIR.biz. Click the link at the top of the page there. You can stream our show live each week when we do it every Monday. Or, of course, you can listen to our shows in archive all the time. We have seven years of shows there, and as soon as we're done with the day's show, that'll go right up there. So please share it with all your friends, family, and everybody you know all around. We have many wonderful listeners across the country and even around the world. I'm your host, Tony Lestella, with a lovely Marzia Caputo from Vincenza, Italia. Yes, hello, ciao a tutti. Hey, Tony, how are you doing? I'm doing fantastic, Marzia. You know, I, I was thinking about this beautiful summertime we have here, and uh, after we do the show today, you know, you go out, you play golf a lot, um, especially here in Palm Springs. But, I mean, I'm thinking in Italy, I know you go back and forth uh, between You know, the United States and Italy all the time. You just got back. You're going to be going back again soon. Um, right. It must be really hot there in the summertime. I, I normally go in the fall or the spring, but the summers always are just hot and humid, at least now where my family is in the south. How about your family up north? That's smart that you go in the fall. That's perfect timing. For summertime, it's really hot. Same thing all over Italy. It's humidity. It's really yeah. hot. And you can feel sticky all the time. It's miserable. If you are in the water, it's perfect. But if you're in the city, no, it's not fun. Well, I know the, the, the now, Italy, you're the queen of the beach. You, <laughs> yes. you live on the beach. <laughs> I love that. But, you know, I was a good girl this time. I went on vacation. Look at me. I didn't get that tan. I, I was under the shade, tried to don't be overdoing my, you know, my skin. I was a good girl this time. Usually I'm right by the water, lay down all day there like a, you know, like a lizard. So this time I was nicer. Come on. Okay. Well, let's get into our Italian news stories. We always start our show with news from mm -hmm. Italy. And, you know, um, I think this, uh, Italy has been in the news so much these days with, um, with all the sports that's been going on there in the country right. I mean, uh, and all the championships. I mean, look. Uh, and our first story is kind of going to be about that. This comes from the Associated Press, uh, and it's called Viva Italia, Olympic, mm -hmm. Olympic gold follows soccer and song successes. So think about it. This year, this year, you first had the band Madison, 
right. the Italian band that won the Eurovision Song Contest in May. Okay. Then you had the European Championship soccer, you know, game or games in June and July. Again, Italy won that, and now they're off to play the World Cup, right? That's right. Yes. Next thing, there you go. Okay. And now to top it all off, I mean, look at the Olympics here. You, know, you take this little country, Italy. Um, you know, compared, of course, to the, these large countries like the U.S like Russia, like China, and this little country, Italy. Look at all of the success it had this year in the Olympics. I mean, as you said in another program, they won 40 medals, of which I think 10 of them were gold medals, which right. is just unbelievable, isn't it? Yeah, it is. If you think about it, it is. Like, it never happened with the Olympics. We, we did struggle for years um, to do that. And this time, it really, I'm so proud of them. They did great. Yeah, yeah, I mean, they really did fantastic. The other thing that really strikes me really about Italy, uh, and, and I found this to be true of uh, people that, uh, you know, in the past where I played soccer with people um, who are Italians, the, you know, the, the, the Italians really embrace, at least the Italian athletes, a sense of fellowship with their fellow athletes around the world. I mean, you know, they're, they, they, they're very friendly, they're very encouraging. Look, at when... Um, Marcel Jacobs, uh, he, he just won the, the 100 meters in Tokyo. The first guy to embrace him was John Marco Tamberi, uh, the high jumper. I mean, you know, just tell him what a great job he did. And I like that sportsmanship about Italians. I, I, it is, because we are like, uh, like I say, we are not mean people, we are happy, we are happy for everybody. You know what I mean? We are really involved with that. And like I said before, for after this lockdown, People want to leave to be happy. No, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. So I see a yeah, lot of yeah. people, every, um, even American, German, everyone, they play really like they really want to do this. It's for what, what we went through. That's what I think it is. Absolutely. It. And, you know, and I know that because of the lockdowns in Italy, um, you know, I was reading that mm -hmm. you know, the, the athletes, they really had to go to some really extensive things to keep training and stuff to get ready for the Olympics. Right. Um, so, that, I mean, I, it, it was just quite a thing, the fact that they won 40 medals and 10 gold medals, really something to be proud of if you're right. an Italian citizen, you know. I did say one mistake before, I said, like, you know, the different of every year. Well, no, Olympics is not every year. I'm sorry if you listen to that. It's every four years. Right. Well, it's actually every two years they rotated between the summer Olympics summer and the winter. Olympics. But That's why. Right. Yeah. Right. So let's uh, kind of building on that story since our whole program today is about, um, you know, sports and, uh, and we're going to get into Italian football versus the NFL and even American football coming to uh, Italy. Um, let's talk a little bit more about this whole thing. You know, Italy has really, if we move on to another story from Reuters magazine, this was recently, just July 12th, um, talking about this coach. Roberto Mancini, uh, who uh, he really has been lauded as just a, almost a hero in Italy now because with all of the, you know, national wounds after all the people died there with the pandemic and the lockdowns, for this guy to bring the Italian soccer team to win the European Championship and now on their way to the World Cup. I mean, this is the first time since 1968 that they won the Euro European Championship. It's really something, isn't it? 
Uh, it is. I would like to say it, it, we need this. I think we did need this. We are like, especially we are love soccer. The one I was little, all Italy is uh, obsessed with that sport. And after sixty, what it was the last time they won? It was sixty nine, sixty eight. What is it? What it was? Nineteen sixty eight was the last time they won. Oh, it was a long time. Championship. So it was <laughs> a long time, you know. So we need this. It was perfect. Uh, like even if you, did you saw the game? It was unbelievable. Completely different uh, strategy, uh, strategy from what we used to do. So I love that. It was completely like before. There used to be more. Um, um, I can say. Um, gosh, the, the words I cannot think about it. But good one side, a bad the other one. This time they were really strong, both defense. That's right, that's it was perfect. Well, I remember, and I know you, you, you said some, uh, some, some, uh, video of, uh, just what the, you know, what was going on there, because people were like, because you were there when this all happened, of course, and, uh, people were just, you know, they were partying in the streets. It, it looked like, it looked like Mardi Gras here in America. <laughs> I mean, they were partying on, hanging out of cars. There were musicians and bands down the streets. I mean, uh, with uh, the flag on top. women and men, I mean, come on, it was like all kinds of partying that you could think of, you know? <laughs> well, think about that. It's like every little city do that. It's not just my town. It was every city, little uh, farm town, every, everyone would go crazy and take the car right away and drove all over the city and, make, and sing all the same song because, like, we're going to go ahead with a show. You're going to find out a different song they usually sing for the soccer team. So that's what you hear when you're driving. You can hear people from the window singing the same song. It's yeah, absolutely, absolutely. We're going to be back after this short word from our sponsors with much more Italian radio. Uh, we got our food segment come back. We're going to talk all about how food ties in with sports in Italy. We got, as Marzia says, our uh, music thing. We're going to tell you some great Italian football chants and things that people <laughs> sing throughout the country. Uh, so don't go away. You're listening to us here. Okay, MET Palm Springs, part of the ABC News and Talk Radio Network, the Italian radio show brought to you by West Coast Italian Radio. Let's forget about tomorrow Let's forget about tomorrow Let's forget about tomorrow For tomorrow never comes Hi, I'm Tito Beveridge, founder and master distiller at Tito's Handmade Vodka. In the mid-90s, I bought a piece of land with a credit card check and built the very first micro distillery in the history of the state of Texas. Cheers! 80 proof Tito's Handmade Vodka, distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. Tito'sVodka.com This is Tony Lestella with the Italian Radio Show. Every day, 20 veterans take their own lives. That's 20 too many. You need help? Want to end veteran suicide? Go to SaveVetLives.org to learn more. Hey, Dad, thanks for helping me cook this Italian meal. we got to pass down our family recipes. Your food is always so good. What's the secret? Having the best authentic ingredients, like the Cicernio sausage, for instance. Fresh cuts of meat with no preservatives. I remember what my friend Frank Cicernio said. All natural Italian sausages to make the perfect Italian meal. No wonder it tastes so good. Available in major supermarkets up and down the West Coast. Cicernio sausage. Visit Cicernio.com for recipes or to find a store near you. 
Hi, I'm Tito Beveridge, founder and master distiller at Tito's Handmade Vodka. In the mid-90s, I bought a piece of land in Austin with a credit card check and built the very first micro distillery in the history of the state of Texas. I'd never built a still before, so I did some research and designed and built my own pot stills based on Prohibition-era bust photos I found in the library. I didn't know then that this was kind of the start of the American craft distilling movement right here in Austin, Texas. Cheers. 80 proof Tito's Handmade Vodka, distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. Tito'sVodka.com. Folks, we're going to take a 10-second break to allow our affiliate stations across the country to give you their station identification. You're listening to West Coast Italian Radio. Broadcasting at KMET 1490 in Palm Springs, part of the ABC News and Talk radio network. So now it's time for our food and beverage segment brought to us by our great sponsor, Tito's Vodka. Tito's Handmade Vodka from Austin, Texas, that does so much to help causes across the country, children, animals, veterans, and they do great things for the community, especially the Italian community. Next time you're doing something special for a party or just for your home enjoyment, make sure you make Tito's a part of it. So now with our food segment this week, Marzia, um, interestingly, we want to talk about uh, the food that is served at stadiums. Okay, Now, in, in America here, of course, I'm going to lead off by saying we're used to going to a stadium, you get your hot dog, you get your peanuts, you get your popcorn, you get your beer, right? And that's basically uh, what we have here for our stadium food in this country. Um, in Italy, I know that, um, well, from what I'm reading, it's a little bit different when they go there to see a soccer game where, like at the recent Olympics, uh, I'm going to start out here by by reading this one thing that says the most famous stadium food in Italy is called the salamella or salsiccia. Uh, so this is, it's a sandwich uh, either made with salami or, or sausage. It's very good. Yes. Uh, it, and it depends whether you're in Milan or Rome. It's grilled sausage, often with onions and paprika or grilled salami. Uh, and it's supposed to be what the... the Kind of like what, what what they eat in Italy versus like we eat. Like I said, we didn't have burgers that time, or uh, we have a completely different type of sandwich in Italy. It's most of everything. You have a sausage is, is twisted all around, right, and they right. the grill and they put it right in the cut after, of course, to fit it in the sandwich. But it's unbelievable. And, 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 and to explain to you, you got to try. That's all what I'm saying. It's really well, it good. It sounds fantastic. It sounds, you know, sausage or Italian salami mm-hmm. with peppers and onions grilled, probably on a nice right. butter or something. But let's talk about what other types of foods do you get, like, if you go to, um, if you go to Italy, like, and, and you want to uh, have food at a stadium. First, uh, I, I find out, I didn't even know. The Torino, Turin, they have the bigger stadium over there. And yeah. if you look at the menu, you can go on a website, they have in English, and they tell you all different type of food they have. They even have sushi. Wow, I mean, wow. So they do multicultural food there. Right. Uh, but I'm sure that they, the Italians probably want to have pizzas. I mean, they have a pizza. Of course, they have pizza. Of course, they have real pizza there. It's not like the stadium pizza we get here oh. that is terrible. I mean, they make, now, you know, yeah. For me, when I grew up, we didn't have all this. We just have salami sandwich, and that's it. But Italian is really where, really where you're going to see them eating on a stadium. Because what you see in a stadium, we all 
jumping, we are not even sit down. Right, so, right, right. No way you can have a drink and sandwich. So it's really weird you find one or two that have that. Usually right. they all eat before. So have, I'm just curious. Do they have peanuts and popcorn there? They do. They do now. They have every hamburger. They have hamburger. They have every. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like a twenty different type of uh, food: uh, Mexican uh, pasta. You know, they, must have, they must have espresso, of course. So uh, I think they have like, um, like you say, below there, you go there, you eat, and then you go sit down in the stadium because right, you know, right. no way. So I don't think any pasta. Do they drink a lot of beer at the stadiums here, or do they drink Italian wine? Well, it's uh, both because you in this stand downstairs they have a beer, wine. They even have cocktails. For, oh, if you can ask. So I mean, like, like they have some of their traditional stuff they've done, like these the sausage and the salami sandwiches, but then they got some right. more uh, world stuff too, and they're doing in other parts. Right, of the because remember, in the 90, I remember just the sandwich, the beer. That's all I remember. <laughs> well, there's your food segment for today, folks, uh, brought to us again by our great sponsor, Tito's Vodka. Well, keeping with our theme today, Marcia, I know you have uh, put together some Great and actually uh, interesting, they look like Italian phrases uh, surrounding the theme of uh, football, as we would call it, or at least uh, what what we would call soccer, what the Italians call football. So, um, interesting phrases you have. Or let's go through these, and uh, I'm, I'm assuming these are the things that you hear the fans saying if you go to a game, right? Right, right. You can hear us screaming what they say. Um so the one, this is funny because I need to figure out how you're going to translate it. I left it to you. So the one really... I'm looking at the first one in an interesting translation. Okay. The first one, you always hear it, is always blaming the referee, right? Right. So he's always yelling, Arbitro Cornuto! Arbitro Cornuto, which basically means that the referee has been cuckled. Um, which, um, yeah, there's no really other way to clean that up. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. The, the FCC will allow us to do. But I think you get the, 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 uh, the gist of it is that it doesn't sound like the Italians or the Italian fans like their referees any more than the American fans like the referees when it comes to the referees giving you a bad call, right? Blame for that for them. They blame for everything. Exactly. And then right. you the religious guy, the nice guy, you can hear say, Pallone entra quando Dio vuole. Pallone entra quando Dio vuole. Which basically, the ball enters when God wills. Exactly. They mean the ball enters the net, right? Or the, yes. Is that what they're saying? Mm-hmm. And, and I know that's one of the biggest uh, things that, that I've heard people complain about in this country, about... Uh, Italian football or soccer, they say, oh, it's so slow. I mean, you know, you wait for, for you, you watch for three hours for the score to be, you know, three to one, you know? Whereas, this is funny. American football, where the score is like 42 to, to, to 25 or something, you know? You see, the difference is with football, they, they do one run and they stop. Start again, another line, it's yeah, start yeah, again. Yeah, yeah. Right. soccer. I see it's the opposite. They keep running. They keep going. It's all the game. I'll, that's why I prefer soccer. They keep going. It's no one sport. more for us there? Okay, okay. One more. Okay. This is the last one, okay? Finché sei zero, a zero puoi vincere uno a zero. 
which basically means as long as you are 0 to 0, you can win 1 to 0. I'm not quite sure exactly what that means, but um, I guess the point is, at least like we got got talking, since soccer is a lower scoring game, um, if you're 0 to 0 and you get one point, you're going to win. So, right. There you go, folks, your Italian phrases of the day. Thank you so much, Marcia Caputo, for our football soccer phrases. Prego. So we have kind of a little bit different artist of the week this uh, week, since we're talking football and soccer and everything. There's a song called Dale Cavese, which actually originally came from Brazil. And, of course, there's a huge Italian population in Brazil. And since it's an Italian kind of name to the song, I'm assuming it came from Italians living in Brazil. It was embraced years ago by the southern Italy people for, um, for soccer, for the kind of their soccer anthem. And it now is, uh, it's, it took off. I mean, all the soccer all over the world, they use it now. So another thing that, uh, that Italy has given us, a soccer chant. We're going to give you a little bit more of this story. We had a great interview here provided by our affiliates at Copa 90 Stories from YouTube. And uh, by their permission, we are going to use a video here uh, and an an audio. If you're watching this on our television uh, uh, version, you'll see the the televised of this. Otherwise, uh, here is the audio story of the song Dale Cavese, the soccer anthem. From Egypt to Japan, there's one chant in particular that can be heard wherever a football ground and its supporters lie. This is the incredible story of Dale Cavese and how it's become football's most universal chant. Chance rise in popularity is actually associated with a 2007 YouTube video of a minnow from a small town in Italy, USD Cavesi 1919, who linger in the fourth tier with a stadium of just 12,000 people. Along with Seven Nation Army, You Are My Sunshine, How You Be My Girl, and Sloop John B., Dalla Cavesa is one of the most ubiquitous in world football. This is not only because the song has a rhythm that allows for repetition and dance. Most interestingly, the song grew in popularity through a YouTube video and marks an important step in how fans now adopt chants today. Originally composed in 1956 by Venezuelan Jose Manzo Peroni and sung by his nephew Hugo Blanco, the song is called Moliendo Cafe or Coffee Roomba. It has since been reinterpreted various times with different covers becoming a hit in both Italy and Japan in 1961. However, the melody had not yet caught on in the terraces. In fact, it wasn't until the late 70s that the supporters of Boca translated the song into a chant. Perhaps that's why it quickly became coined Dali Boca. And the unlikely credit for this goes to 70s pop star Julio Iglesias, who revived the track when he covered the song in his 1976 album, America. But this is still decades before the internet age. So how does a club's football chant make its way 12,000 kilometers across the world to a small town in Italy? It all began when a close friend of Cavese's capo headed to Argentina and returned with a souvenir. It was a CD with all of Boca Juniors' famous chants. Of all the incredible songs, one stuck out. Track 4, Dale Boca. So one night, over shots of vodka and prosecco in the bar he managed, Cavese's capo got four of his mates singing the chant. The following weekend... They brought it to the stadium. It was a night game against Ancona in September 2006, and the Curva Sur of Stadio Lamberti was packed with around 5,000 fans. 
When Cavesi went up 3-2, this legendary chant rang across the ground. In April of 2007, this video was uploaded by Attilio Ruffolo. And quickly, the chant spread like wildfire, becoming one of the most popular in Europe. And today, this amateur video has nearly 5 million views on YouTube alone. Whilst the tune remains the same, each supporter group have interpreted it in their own unique way. As it's moved across the world, Galicavese has picked up lyrics in places, turned into a call and response in others, and is generally a song that repeats longer than almost any other. But why has this chant become so much more popular than others? Galicavese represents something new in fan culture. It's not confined by difficult wording or a niche folkloric melody. As a result, this chant has travelled unlike any other, ringing across the terraces of the Maracanã from Belgrade to Rio. This is also the case for the Balotelli Manchester City chant, which saw fans in Italy quickly readopt the chant to their own clubs and players when it blew up in the local press. Football chants are a ritual that everyone who has attended a match has taken part in. The lyrics are rewritten to represent a local club or community, and different styles characterise fan culture in different parts of the world. Just as the game connects us with a codified set of rules that are adopted to play in various styles, fans do the same with football chants. There's just something about the tune that connects with the inner football fan in all of us. Fittingly, the way in which Dali Cavesi has been so internationally adopted speaks to how the internet and football has connected our cultures more than ever before. We may never, never, never meet again on that bumpy road to love. Still Hold your knife The way we dance to free The, the way, way you change my life Oh no they can't take that away from me No Hi, I'm Tito Beveridge, founder and master distiller at Tito's Handmade Vodka. In 1997, we became the first micro distillery in the state of Texas, and we're still making the same smooth stuff after all these years. We're still cooking in a pot still, working with our dogs by our sides, having fun and tasting batches, and I'm still wearing the same hat even after all these years. Head over to titosvodka.com to learn more about what else we're doing the same. Cheers. 80 proof Tito's Handmade Vodka, distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. titosvodka.com this is Tony Lastella with the Italian Radio Show. Every day, 20 veterans take their own lives. That's 20 too many. You need help? Want to end veteran suicide? Go to SaveVetLives.org to learn more. Hey, Dad, thanks for helping me cook this Italian meal. we got to pass down our family recipes. Your food is always so good. What's the secret? Having the best authentic ingredients, like the Cicernio sausage, for instance. Fresh cuts of meat with no preservatives. I remember what my friend Frank Cicernio said. All natural Italian sausages to make the perfect Italian meal. No wonder it tastes so good. Available in major supermarkets up and down the West Coast. Cicernio sausage. Visit Cicernio.com for recipes or to find a store near you. Hi, I'm Tito Beveridge, founder and master distiller at Tito's Handmade Vodka. In 1997, we became the first micro distillery in the state of Texas. We're still making the same smooth stuff after all these years. 80 proof Tito's Handmade Vodka, distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. Tito'sVodka.com. Oh, And we're back with the Italian radio show, part of the ABC News and Talk Radio Network. 
out of Palm Springs with KMET. Just love to be down here. And we got a great guest today on the Italian radio show, uh, a great American football coach, Don Popsidero. Don, welcome to our show. Uh, great to have you here. Uh, before we get started, anything else? Tell us a little bit about your Italian family background, and uh, you know how your family came to this country from where they're at in uh, in Italy. Okay, thanks. Uh, I've been on the show before, and it's an honor. Thanks, I appreciate it. And what you have done for the show and and for our, all our people, especially here in the Seattle area, has been great. Um, my family, I'm third generation Calabrese. Um, and they went through Ellis Island, of course, and now they, they all migrated to the West Coast. Uh, they followed the money. <laughs> and, uh, my, my folks particularly got involved in education. My dad was a coach, um, and made, made a, a whole, just a passel of friends here in the Northwest. And I've got brothers and got wives and grandkids all over the place here. So we're, we're Seattle people now. That's fantastic. And your wife is also from Italy, yes? Uh, well, she's Italian, right? Uh, of course, Italian American, like Where's I. Where's her family from? Uh, it, n- very near where Caputo's from, uh, in in the north. Oh. In, <laughs> there you go. Near near Venice, uh, near Venice, and she's she's actually second generation. So. Um, well, so you know now with with with, with our uh, our topic today, of course. Is Italian, uh, you know, football, well, actually American football in Italy, which, you know, is different than, of course, soccer, which is what they call football, or how do you say it, uh, calcio, calcio, right? Yeah, that's the Italian word for, uh, for what they call soccer. But of course, uh, if you're in any place outside of the United States, they refer to football, I mean, soccer as football. So, uh, you've been doing American football. First of all, here in this area, I know you have an amazing background for 45 years, uh, having started in the high schools and then at, at PLU as a coach. And uh, just give us a little, kind of a, the highlights of your background as a football coach. Well, I'll make it brief. The game has been great to me. I have great passion for the game, uh, high school and college. And I got the invitation to go coach professional football in Italy. Uh, and that was an honor and a blast. So they hired me three times. Um, I've only been able to go twice because of COVID, <laughs> but uh, American football uh, is alive and well in Italy, particularly in the north. And I'll, I'll delineate as much as you wish. But you, you, you have coached, though, for like 45 seasons. Yeah. I mean, you have yeah. quite a record of coaching, and, uh, you know, uh, you're quite a, w- uh, a while there at PLU. My mother actually used to be a professor down there years and years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, And then in recent times... Of course, you've been coaching football in sure. Italy. So let's talk a little bit about what does that mean? I mean, when I'm thinking football, American football in Italy, I guess the first question would be, when did all this start? Well, um, the, the international game in Europe really started to grow significantly in 1996-ish. Uh, it, had, it had its roots in Austria, Germany, and Sweden, um, of course, the Italians take over everything right away. So right, right. Um, they 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 began to uh, emulate. They they begin to follow, bring American coaches and players to Italy to play, um, and it grew from there. Currently, um, the Italian well Italian football is American football, hundred percent by the rules, no changes. Gotcha, um, gotcha. It's about at the level of Division three football here in the United States. The speed 
uh, that we see here in the USA all comes from the USA. Yeah, uh, yeah. The Italian. I, I, I was just. I, I can appreciate what you're saying. I was just. I took my staff um, about a week ago. We went to the Seahawk training camp, mm-hmm. and we had very, very good seats. But it's quite amazing when you're actually seeing their live in person how fast these athletes are running. I mean, the speed of that, I think, you, you don't really appreciate that when you watch it on TV, but when you see this live, man, these guys move fast. Sure, sure. I mean, well, they go like 20 yards in, what, in like three or four seconds, you know? Wait, uh, Tony, I want to hear that. He was talking about the difference from America. Yeah, yes, so you're saying the speed, so let's talk about that. Well, yeah. the, speed, the speed of the game, um, again, it's about like Division Three is here in the USA, which is very good football, you know? It's, right, uh, right. It's very strong. Uh, the Italian teams, again, particularly in the north, are very well coached. Most of the coaches are Italian now, but when I started, they, a lot of them were um, American coaches um, who they brought over. Um, you know, they, they hire us to come over and not only coach the team, but to do clinics, talk to the youth. Um, that, that helped. But most of the coaches now are Italians. Many of them played football here in the USA in universities. Right, and, right. And they've gone home. Um the, the best team literally year in and year out is from Parma. Parma. And, yeah. That's and, right. It's the Parma Panthers. I'm looking yeah. at it right now. The Parma Panthers. Yeah. And they're, they're the current, they're the current Italian Super Bowl champions. Um, at any case, their coaching staff. Which is called the Italian Bowl, by the way. The Italian uh, it Bowl. Yeah. It is. Italian, uh, the FIDAF, yeah. F-I-D-A-F, uh, the Federation of Italian Football. Anyway, right, right, right. Um, those guys, uh, Parma won it this year. It was canceled last year. The year before, uh, the, uh, the team from Milan, the Rhinos. Right. <laughs> the Milan Rhinos and the Milano Rhinos. They also have another team there, the Milano Seaman. They have two the teams. Seaman. You're right. Yeah. yeah, yeah that's yeah. the, that's the richest team. Gotcha. They're very wealthy. They hire a lot of athletes and coaches and feed them and put them on buses and, uh, and they draw really well. Uh, the Seaman and the Rhinos actually play in a stadium that has field turf, astroturf, and it's, it's only one of three in all of Italy that has it. Really? Really? And they draw, Everybody else plays on grass, huh? Yeah, in mud and broken glass and rocks. Oh, well, man, jeez. <laughs> that kind of, kind of reminds me of playing football in the old neighborhood where I grew up in. Of course, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, uh, the stadium seats about four to 6,000, and it's, I think they draw pretty well. When I, when I was there, they drew really well. And it happens to be the stadium where the Beatles played their famous Milan concert right after Ed Sullivan. Wow, really? Wow. Big plaque there in front and, and all the, all the people from Milan, they all point that out to you, right? You know, and it's about, you know, I don't know, maybe two kilometers from the Duomo. So it's right in the heart of the city. Very neat. Uh, yeah. Yeah, Milan. So it sounds like they have a number of interesting teams here. They have, like we talked about, the Milano Seamen and the Milano Rhinos. They also have the Ancona Dolphins, Dolphins. the Lazio Ducks. Uh, Ferenzi uh, Guelfi. Well, yeah, the Guelfi. Yeah. Uh, of course, the Parma Panthers, which won, as you mentioned this year, yeah. and the Bologna Warriors. Yeah. So those are the teams, at least, that I have on record here. Sure, sure. There's 40 current cities and teams in Italy playing. My at, God, at wow. Levels. Um, there's Division One, Division Two, Division Three. The teams that you just mentioned all play in the top level. Yeah, um, yeah. And then many of those teams have a second team in the second level, but most, the most populated, um, are the second level teams in gotcha, Italy. I gotcha. think there's, uh, maybe as many as 17 or 18, um, there, and then there's actually 32 
other tackle football teams in Italy. Um, some of, most of them are south of Rome, and they, they don't play as much. They play a limited schedule whenever they can get the guys out of the bars. And <laughs> right, right. Out of work to play. Um, and they're, they're not quite as good, obviously. Often they'll play like nine-man football, or but there's 32 of those teams. Wow, wow. And, so they have a quite – That's, I mean, for a little country like Italy, that's quite an impressive number of teams if yeah. you consider the number of NFL teams. Is, you know, it's fairly similar, I mean, here yeah. in this country, for, you know. Right. And then there's also um, female teams uh, that play tackle football. That's, uh-huh. that's just – I don't know if there's any way of comparing to how many in the USA. But there's actually 17 female teams, and they're all in the north. Um, I didn't get to see any of them. They scare me. I don't want to be around. <laughs> um, so and, when you went there, where did you coach? In in Turin, Torino. At Torino, okay. Yeah. And they're currently in second division. The Jaguari, the Jaguars. Yeah, yeah, okay. And they've been uh, they've they've actually one of the founding teams, founding um, groups. In in Turin now in Torino, they've split into two teams. So that they instead of being one team in the top division, there's two teams in the second division. Gotcha, uh, the gotcha. other team in, in uh, Torino is the Reapers. <laughs> so. You know, I remember we had a, another guest on the show. I can't remember exactly when it was several years ago, who was actually an Italian-American guy. He was a young guy who uh, had graduated high school, college here in, the, in the, this country. Um, he was, I forget where he's from, but he was... Uh, you know, second or third generation Italian, uh, and he went to, he played college football here. Mm-hmm. Uh, he did not make the NFL draft, so he actually went to Italy, and he had a fairly successful career in Italy. So mm-hmm. is that something that you find that is frequently happening, like with yes. uh, the players here who are not making the draft, not getting on teams here each year, that they go there and play? Well, what, 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 particularly again in Division One in the North, they, they want Italian American players. Gotcha. Um, that could come and help, and, and whether they speak the language or not, that's what yeah, they yeah. look for first. They especially want Italian American coaches um, that the players can emulate and learn from, and we we use translators, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's a number of them, and you know the funny thing is that University of Chicago and Notre Dame uh, produces a lot of players that play in Italy. There's kind of a automatic, you know, do you want to play? Are you Italian American? Okay, we got a spot for you. Right, right. It's yeah. not going to be for the Bears or, or or the Seahawks, but we got a spot for you, so you can go play for the Rhinos or somebody. Uh, and, and of, of course, course the, the rate of pay is not as much. I remember right. you were saying that you know uh, here, of course, the guys start starting in the NFL. Even if you're like a, uh, a lineman, you might might make two or three hundred thousand a year. There, right. they're lucky if they make twenty or thirty thousand a year. Oh no, not even close. Yeah. The, very, the very best players, American players that play in Italy, they're going to get a car. They're going to get uh, a room and probably a roommate. They're going to get meals and probably four to six hundred euro a week. Gotcha. Uh, not uh-huh. just not. No, you're going over there for the experience to play the game, but also to be in Italy. Yeah, it's just, yeah. you know, the weather up there is just so <laughs> it's just spectacular. Uh, we only have about one more minute left, and I wanted to ask you, uh, in your yeah. own personal experiences coaching there, you know, what were, uh, I guess, what, what, were, what were the highlights and the challenges? Just give us kind of a couple of quick ones. The highlights were, were getting to travel with the team and see the cities. The challenges were they understand football language, but the challenges 
they don't like to be linemen. They like to, they all think that they can be quarterbacks or right, yeah. backs, uh, which is like football here in the USA. Um, it, it's, it's kind of a struggle sometimes to talk a big slow guy into putting his knuckle on the ground and being a, being a yeah, lineman. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's, that's about it. And, and the language, you know, they speak football language. They understand our language of English football. But the hard part is when you, when you, rather than saying, bravo, bravo, you did well, you got to say good play, good play. And they say, you know, what the heck? What, yeah. what are you saying there, coach? <laughs> well, thank you so much, coach. Folks, yeah. we are listening to Don Popsadero, a great American football coach from the Pacific Northwest. He has coached 45 years, uh, high school, college, and in more recent times, he's been coaching football with the American football that they have now in Italy that's, I understand, being very well received there. And we appreciate having you on the show, Coach. Thanks for coming back. Folks, you're listening to the Italian radio show here on the ABC News and Talk Radio Network with KMET out of Palm Springs, California. We'll be right back after this word from our sponsors. Don't go away. Nucaro, Faradora, Italo Testa, Pasilacqua, Pesotor, Murmulea. Hi, I'm Tito Beveridge, founder and master distiller at Tito's Handmade Vodka. The owner of a local liquor store told me to forget the flavors, so I make only vodka-flavored vodka, smooth and gluten-free. 80-proof Tito's Handmade Vodka, distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. Tito'sVodka.com. Hey, Dad, thanks for helping me cook this Italian meal. we got to pass down our family recipes. Your food is always so good. What's the secret? Having the best authentic ingredients, like the Cicernio sausage, for instance. Fresh cuts of meat with no preservatives. I remember what my friend Frank Cicernio said. All natural Italian sausages to make the perfect Italian meal. No wonder it tastes so good. Available in major supermarkets up and down the West Coast. Cicernio sausage. Visit Cicernio.com for recipes or to find the store near you. This is Tony Lastella with the Italian Radio Show. Every day, 20 veterans take their own lives. That's 20 too many. You need help? Want to end veteran suicide? Go to SaveVetLives.org to learn more. Pacific Food Importers has been distributing Mediterranean food products in the greater Seattle area since 1971. Beginning as an olive import company, PFI has evolved into a well-known wholesale food distributor in the Pacific Northwest, servicing restaurants, grocers, manufacturers, and caterers. Family-owned and operated, PFI stocks a wide variety of cured meats, specialty cheeses from around the world, and a vast range of Mediterranean products. PFI's service area includes the greater Puget Sound region and Portland, Oregon. Situated in North Kent, PFI has a central location allowing for efficient service and delivery, as well as convenient will-call pickups for established customers in Seattle. Pacific Food Importers Incorporated is committed to providing quality products at competitive prices to the food service industry of the Pacific Northwest. Visit PacificFoodImporters.com for more information or to contact us. Hi, I'm Tito Beveridge, founder and master distiller at Tito's Handmade Vodka. When I got into this business, I used to make flavored vodka infusions for my friends as gifts. When I started to make a go of it, the owner of a local liquor store showed me the dust on some flavored vodka bottles that sat on the shelves. He said, if you can make a straight vodka so smooth that you could drink it just by itself, then you'd really have something. So I did. And now all these years later, we still only make one flavor, vodka flavored vodka. 80 proof Tito's Handmade Vodka, distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. Tito'sVodka.com. 
Folks, we're going to take a 10-second break to allow our affiliate stations across the country to give you their station identification. You're listening to West Coast Italian Radio. Broadcasting at KMET 1490 in Palm Springs, part of the ABC News and Talk radio network. So, Marcia, I am going to give you a a special gift here. I recorded, or I got a recording, of a very special song of the week to fit our program this week for Italian football. Here you go. Let's hear it. Hey, Paisanis, let's have a party. Look, we've got the food, we've got the wine, we've got the polenta. All we need is some Italian songs. Hey, Billy, Joe, and Ron, are you guys ready? Yeah. Here's the Italian soccer player song. Oh, we're off to sunny Italy. Sarai per 
Well, Marcy, now it's time for us to do our event calendar. Uh, and there's so many great events that are happening throughout the western United States. Um, there's almost too many for us to cover. So we're just going to talk about kind of the main ones uh, that we want everybody to know about. Folks, if you have an event that you would like to have us list on our event calendar, please send the information to us. Go to our website, wcir.biz, and you can email us from there. And uh, send us your event. Uh, the big events we'll cover here on the show, but we will list all of the events that we can on our schedule online there. So these are the biggies that are coming up over the next couple of months. August 21st to Sunday, the 22nd, we have the San Jose Italian Family Festival. Uh, our friends down there in San Jose uh, always do a great job with the festival. It's going to be at the historic San Jose Pacific Hotel building uh, in, in historic San Jose. Uh, a great festival, fantastic wines. Uh, they got all kinds of Italian culture, event showcase, a lot of fun for the whole family. Then we're going to move up north to Portland, Oregon. Cedarville Park in Portland, Oregon, or just outside of Portland, Oregon, is going to host this year's Festa Italiana Portland on Sunday, August 22nd. Going to be like they do every year. It's been a great festival for many, many years. I think it's going on for close to 50 years. They're going to have Italian wine, a beer, vendors, raffle. In fact, they're going to have a wall of wine. Whatever that means, it sounds like a lot of fun. Uh, so make sure you check that out if you're around the Portland area, August 22nd. Now, a big one up north, we're going to keep going up north to Seattle. Uh, this is a lot of fun every year. That's Italian Heritage Night at the Mariners at T-Mobile Park up there in Seattle. The proceeds from this are going to benefit Festa Italiana, and it's always a lot of fun. They always give out some type of a souvenir. they got Italian stuff going on at the stadium. Uh, I think they got bocce. they got other things, Italian food. So make sure you check it out. Go to the Mariners' website for your ticket information. On Sunday, September 5th, you got Italian Day at the Races. Emerald Downs Racetrack in Auburn, Washington. Going to be a great event there. This is one that is going to be partially sponsored by West Coast Italian Radio here. And we're going to have the ABC KMET Italian Radio Show Band, Tony and the Goombas, out of Palm Springs. will be playing all day long there at the festival. You get to come down and meet uh, your hosts down there. We're going to have David Madrid, our founder, as the MC. Going to be a lot of fun. they got Italian pizza eating. they got Italian girls dancing. Uh, they got Italian beer and wine. I got to tell you, it's, it's always a great time there. And in fact, in the past, in fact, Marcy, you know, uh, they've named, they've nicknamed the horses on that day after um, Italian names. Like they call the horse Meatball, or they call one Lasagna. So it kind of right. makes it all that much more fun. You give those nicknames. Right. Then we move back down here to uh, Southern California. We're going to be in Monterey. I, I know that you used to live in Monterey, uh, Marcia, and you, yes. you, you love that area there. I love it there. It's beautiful. It has Festa Italia Fisherman's Festival. We have many fans, uh, fans down in the Monterey area that we love through the Sons of Italy down there. And uh, they're going to have this on September 10th, Friday, September 10th, to Tuesday, September 14th. So it's you know quite a long festival. They're going to do everything you can think of. they got great food, great drinks, great entertainment, uh, just a lot of fun dancing in the streets, uh, Italian cuisine, fun and friendship, something you don't want to miss. All right, moving on, 
is the uh, toward the end of September. We're going to stay up in the northwest. It's the 34th annual Festa Italiana at Seattle Center. Folks, this is a big one, one of the biggest Italian festivals on the coast. Fun for the entire family. They got a bocce tournament. They got an Italian car show. They got celebrity chefs. They got great Italian food and wine, and of course, live music all weekend, featuring our Italian. All-Star Dance, Saturday night, sponsored in part by the Italian radio show here, with the ABCKMET Italian radio band out of Palm Springs, leading that dance with the other All-Stars from Festa. Yes, Tony and the Goombas will be there. And we'll have a booth all weekend long, so make sure that you come out to that festival and have some fun with Marcia and I. Visit our booth and stay for the show Saturday night. Also, I must mention to you that we have the Grape Stomp. This is always a lot of fun. They have this amazing Grape Stomp they do every year at this festival up there. So if you want to find out more about signing up for this Grape Stomp, it's, you win prizes, you win wine. It's, it's, it's absolutely a blast. Please visit FestaSeattle.com. FestaSeattle.com, you can learn more about that. A couple more to go. The first weekend in October, the Los Angeles Italian Festival down in Hollywood and Highland in L.A., a great Italian festival with our friends down in the Los Angeles area. And last but not least, ending our festival season with a big one in Reno, Nevada, the 2021 Reno Italian Festival at the El Dorado Hotel and Casino. Always do a great, great time down there. They transform, they transform downtown Reno into Little Italy. Many, many great uh, bands play down there every year. Uh, and it's just, they, they, it's just fun. The whole town is like being in Little Italy. So there are your festivals. Always a lot of fun. And we want to remind people we have a great, great After Hours show. Tell them what the name of our After Hours show is, Marzia. Well, it's Italian Radio, Luce Rossa. So Luce Rossa. Mm-hmm. The Red Light Show. This should tell you right there. It's Italian Radio After Hours. By subscription only, you got to be 18 and up to get it. Go to our website, wcir.biz. You click, can click on the link there to sign up. And we basically cover all the themes we do in our regular show here on ABC. But being we're Italian, we cover them a little more graphically, let's just say, with some interesting guests and stuff. And it's just a blast. That's what's going on. We go more deep, more information. So And more graphically. <laughs> Well, folks, that's our show for today, and we sure appreciate all of our listeners all around the country, whatever station or affiliate you're listening to us on, or if you're listening to us, uh, if you're streaming us, or listening to us in archive, of course, you can do that on our website at WCIR.biz. Otherwise, we broadcast here live every Monday from the beautiful KMET studios with ABC News and Talk Radio out of Palm Springs. Thanks so much for listening. We'll be back next week with another show. Ciao a tutti. While rain is falling, I cry with you.